0: Superstar who navigated a terrorist attack and the death of a former partner within 18 months. Ariana Grande had dealt with unimaginable heartbreak. By 2018, she was a bit of a phoenix, rising from the ashes. Only, her story was far from over. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited.
1: Alrighty, we are here, part three of three for our Ariana Grande scandal series and boy have we covered a lot already. We
0: have covered so much. In episode two, we told you that in 2016 Ariana started dating Mac Miller and they certainly seemed happy together. A year later in 2017, Ariana walked off stage at a Manchester concert before a terrorist detonated a bomb that tragically killed 22 people and wounded more than 800 others. It was
1: such an awful story. It was such an awful event. And within a week or two of the tragedy, Ariana was widely celebrated for organising the One Love Manchester concert that raised money for the We Love Manchester emergency fund, among a few other charities. Now, this concert was watched by nearly 11 million people just in the UK and live. According to The Mirror, the show was viewed by over 100 million people worldwide. It was one of those events that I couldn't quite fathom that it had been pulled together so quickly mm. and I... I, I, I don't say this word lightly, but the bravery of everybody to return to a big stadium and to do another concert and and to kind of,
0: I don't know, send a message of hope yeah. amongst such bleak news and intense tragedy was pretty amazing to behold. Pretty incredible. On May 9, 2018, TMZ ran an exclusive story that Ariana and Mac Miller had broken up after two years of dating. Soon after that, It appeared that Mac Miller wasn't doing particularly well. He was arrested for driving while under the influence. He crashed his truck into an electrical pole and then ran from the scene. There was a lot of rumbling online about Ariana's role, and I put that in inverted commas, when it came to this accident as if because she left Mac, she was then responsible for Mac's behaviour because he was heartbroken. There
1: was so much misogynistic commentary and reporting around this time. And it was also around this time that her relationship with Pete Davidson was made public and they were engaged within about three or so weeks of even meeting each other. So there was just a lot going on. By September, though, tragedy struck again. Mac Miller passed away at the age of
0: 26. Just a real tragedy. Mm, On Instagram, Ariana said this. I adored you from the day I met you when I was 19, and I always will. I can't believe you aren't here anymore. I really can't wrap my head around it. We talked about this so many times. I'm so mad. I'm so sad. I don't know what to do. You were my dearest friend for so long above anything else. I'm so sorry I couldn't fix or take your pain away. I really wanted to. The kindest, sweetest soul with demons he never deserved."
1: Yeah, so, I mean, it was such a beautifully put together post and it was very clear Ariana was hurting at this time. She was also still with Pete Davidson. So we are going to rewind back to there.
0: All right, Zara, it's time to check in with how Ariana and Pete's relationship is going. I mean, they haven't even been together longer than what, five or six months and yet their relationship has been through a heap it's pretty interesting how quickly these two got together but then also how quickly their relationship crumbled it's
1: so funny i knew it was all really really fast at the time the Mm -hmm. rise and fall I think it's when you look back with hindsight that you realize how fast it all was. For example, in August, Ariana had been interviewed by Good Morning America, where she shared that she was sort of deep in planning mode for their upcoming wedding. She said, Pete just ticks every box. It gets better every day. I am very grateful for him. Life is beautiful. My friends and I and my mom and everybody have been brainstorming and sharing ideas. It's really fun. I work so much. I've never spent so much time planning something that's personal, that feeds my soul so much and my heart. I'm going to cry. I'm just so
0: excited. So she's like over the moon about this. Completely. Joyous. The good vibe was short lived, though. The next six weeks, in particular, were quite confusing. On October 9, 2018, Pete reportedly covered up one of his tattoos that was dedicated to Ariana. It was that bunny ears behind his ear tattoo. He got that turned into a love heart. So this is the thing that made the media watch on and go, hang on a second, something's up. But then it got confusing again because on October 13, Ariana was spotted
1: backstage at SNL and according to the Daily Mail, they appeared... Really in love. So So in in love. love. (laughs) But then, and there's lots of but thens going on here. On October 14, 2018, so a day after the SNL spotting, multiple sources confirmed to People that Ariana and Pete had broken up. A source from Ariana's camp told People, it was way too much too soon. It's not shocking to anyone.
0: Yes. Then finally, on October 16, TMZ reported that Ariana had given Pete her nearly $100,000 engagement ring back. The day after that... Ariana took to her Instagram stories to tell her audience this. Time to say bye-bye again to the internet for just a little bit. It's hard not to bump news and stuff that I'm trying not to see right now. It's very sad and we're all trying very hard to keep going. Love you. I'm not very up with the slang, but I guess she's trying to say, I can't be on social media because I keep seeing commentary around my breakup. Therefore, I'm taking a break. See you soon. I think definitely. Without a doubt.
1: And I think what's also really interesting to me and what I always find fascinating with these stories is if I was a celebrity and I broke up with my partner, I mean, I would probably, like, keep it really quiet for a long time because I would never be sure. I think any breakup you go through, most people aren't sure how long it's going to stick for or if it's going to be forever. But relationships like this, it's almost like they must break up and the next day it's in the news. Like, it's living your life in real time publicly, which must be incredibly discombobulating.
0: The whiplash. I mean, they were engaged so quickly and then all of a sudden this breakup was everywhere so quickly. How do you even come to terms with it yourself? It's
1: wild. It's completely wild. And that was sort of the last we'd heard from Ariana and Pete until a couple of weeks later. So on November 2, 2018, Pete Davidson joked about the fail engagement in an SNL promo. In the video, he turned to Maggie Rogers, who was that week's musical guest, and said, hey, Maggie, I'm Pete. You want to get married? After she said no, he said... I'm none for three. Okay.
0: <laughs> this let's, confused me. Let's unpack this because we know he was engaged to Ariana. He's jokingly proposing to Maggie Rogers. So that brings us up to two proposals. Where is the third proposal coming from? Who was he engaged to? I would love to know
1: because surely him saying that he's going to know people, we're going to speculate.
0: Yeah, you're planting it because you know people don't know. Was it Kazzie? would have to be Cassie David. I don't know who else, unless, well, I mean, he got engaged to Ariana after a few weeks. It could be anyone. It could have been you. Now,
1: (laughs) Ariana wasn't impressed with this joke. The same day, she tweeted and swiftly deleted, for somebody who claims to hate relevancy, you sure love clinging to it, huh? (laughs) Adding, thank you,
0: next. Thank you, next. She also liked and retweeted a fan's tweet that read, SNL is about to milk their breakup just like they did with the engagement. Now, obviously, as we know with the gift of hindsight, Ariana's tweet was hinting at something more than just like a sassy reply. She was gearing up to release her smash hit, Zara McDonald, thank you next. In fact, the very next day after she published, then quickly deleted that tweet, it was November 3. And she surprise dropped the song, Thank You, Next. Yeah, so it landed on a Saturday, which
1: is relatively unusual for the music industry. Friday is generally release day. And it was about 30 minutes before SNL (laughs) went to air. Thank You, Next was a total sensation upon release, like even before the video had dropped. And I think it had to be. She'd done that tweet. It had come so soon after their breakup. And the lyrics were iconic. I mean, we need to go through them. And this is my least favourite thing to do on the show, (laughs) speaking lyrics. But in the song, she had the following. Thought I'd end up with Sean, but he wasn't a match. Wrote some songs about Ricky. Now I listen and laugh. Even almost got married. And for Pete, I'm so thankful. Wish I could say thank you to Malcolm because he was an angel. One taught me love, one taught me patience, and one taught me pain now I'm so amazing.
0: I love I love that we officially have like the full backstory on each of these men. Jay from the Janoskians did not yeah. get a look in, unfortunately, but it's a banger song. Yeah, poor Jay. Now, Rolling
1: Stone actually had some interesting intel about the timing of the release, as well as sort of Pete's more sincere thoughts about the breakup. They reported, Although Thank You Next appears to be a not-so-veiled shot at Davidson, the actor reportedly had an entire SNL sketch dedicated to Grande that was cut from the latest episode, which could explain the single's pre-SNL arrival, the singer tweeted of her new song, No drags, no shade, just love, gratitude, acceptance, honesty, forgiveness, and growth.
0: And growth. It went on. Davidson did briefly touch on his and Grande's breakup to close out his appearance on SNL's Weekend Update. He said, I know some of you are curious about the breakup, but the truth is sometimes things just don't work out and that's okay. Ariana is a wonderful, strong person and I wish her all the happiness in the world. What happened? What happened? I'm also like... Uh, what did Ariana have in her calendar to be able to break up with Pete and then two weeks later... Drop this song. Drop this song. No, but
1: I'm most intrigued as well about how what they were able to do in order to get Pete Davidson to scrap this sketch.
0: Yeah. And not only
1: scrap it, but come on and say, she's amazing. I wish her all the happiness in the world.
0: I don't know. I don't know what could have I happened. don't know
1: either. Now, as we said, the song did incredibly well. It was also the first Ariana Grande song to go number one on the Billboard Hot 100, which was huge.
0: Yeah, it was the video, though, that I think everyone will be thinking of. The video caused a huge wave of praise when it premiered on November 30. It referenced four classic and iconic teen movies. Mean Girls, Bring It On, Legally Blonde, and Suddenly 30. It also included cameos from a bunch of different internet personalities and also just flat out celebrities. Troy Sivan was in there, Chris Jenner, Jennifer Coolidge, and Jonathan Bennett from Mean Girls. I can't think of a bigger pop culture moment of
1: that year, particularly the Chris Jenner imagery. Oh my God. It was just so iconic. Yeah, it was completely iconic and so well done. Now, in December 2018, so about a month after this, Ariana was actually named Woman of the Year by Billboard. In her acceptance speech, she said that that year had been the worst of her life. Here's a snippet of what she said.
0: I want to say
1: that I find it interesting that this has been one of, like, the best years of my career and, like, the worst of my life. (laughs) Um, I'm not saying that for sympathy. I'm just saying that because I feel like a lot of people would look at someone... um, In my position right now, I guess, like woman of the year, an artist that could be at her peak, like reaching her, you know, whatever, and think uh, she's really got her shit together, you know? Like she's really on it, like she's got it all. And um, I do, but I, as far as like my personal life goes, I really have no idea what the fuck I'm
2: doing.
0: Yeah, wow. As per The Guardian, for now, Ariana Grande burns bright as a symbol of resilience. A young woman who defied the belittling diva narrative, who says she emerged from tragedy loving a bit more fearlessly than she did before, who named a song after her then very new fiancé because, as she put it, I've been the fuck through it and life's too short to be cryptic and shit about something as beautiful as this love, and who stayed strong when that soured too. By the end of 2018, in
1: the public eye, as you can tell, Ariana Grande was sort of a a hero of some sort. Like, people adored her and felt for her and would fight for her,
0: I think. Everyone was so proud of her, I feel like. I think people were confused. People felt like her personal life was quite messy with her romantic relationship with Pete but they would walk over hot coals for her as a person. People really loved Ariana Grande.
1: Yeah, completely. At this point in the timeline, we actually need to fast forward slightly to 2019 when a few different things were happening for Ariana Grande and not all of them were great. In January 2019, Ariana released the song and video of Seven Rings and to celebrate, she got a new tattoo, which ended up being a bit unfortunate. As per The Guardian, Too bad pop star Ariana Grande is vegan. She just tattooed an accidental homage to a Japanese barbecue grill on her palm. The US singer's attempt to ink an ode to her hit single Seven Rings backfired on Wednesday after social media quickly chimed in to tell her the characters actually translated to a small charcoal grill. Grande had posted a now-deleted photo of the new body art on Instagram before her fans pointed out the error.
0: I'm just shocked that an A-list celebrity would make this move in the first place. Like, to get a tattoo in a foreign language and not have it confirmed by someone who speaks that language before they then share it to hundreds of millions of people online. I am floored. Like, how does this (laughs) happen? As soon as her fans started telling Ariana that her tattoo was misspelled, she tweeted this... Indeed, I left out, she then wrote the symbols for, su no Yubi, which should have gone in between. It hurt like fuck and still looks tight. I wouldn't have lasted one more symbol, laugh my ass off. But this spot also peels a ton and won't last. So if I miss it enough, I'll suffer through the whole thing next time. Please leave me and my tambourine grill alone. Thank you." Right, so the
1: controversy surrounding this tattoo generally lived on Twitter. But the media did report on what people were saying and the criticism that Ariana was copping for using Japanese language and culture, essentially just for the aesthetic. BuzzFeed reported at the time, While many people took the opportunity to make jokes, some people pointed out the more serious side of the situation, saying Ariana shouldn't use a language she doesn't understand simply for the aesthetic. I mean, one such tweet read, cultural appropriation of East Asian languages is a problem and this Ariana situation just highlights it. East Asians get their names mocked, but here you have white people who get tattoos that are completely grammatically incorrect and have people
0: defending her and blaming others for speaking out. What a tweet. After Ariana was called out for her incorrect tattoo, she attempted to get it corrected, this time with help from her Japanese language tutor. As per screenshots that she posted to Instagram, her tutor told her that if she got one more character tattooed above what she already had, it would now read as seven rings. Actually, though, an exact translation would be seven finger circle. So, She gets that new character tattooed, only she doesn't do it above. She does it beneath the existing characters, which changed the (laughs) translation again. As per BuzzFeed, her new tattoo actually translated to something along the lines of Japanese barbecue finger. How did she do this again? Why would you go to your Japanese language tutor who says, get it above And And then you just go, eh, whatever. Or unless you confuse what ways the symbols are. But if that's happening, why are you using Japanese language on your body at all? So strange.
1: Ariana, for what it's worth, was also facing some pretty serious plagiarism allegations for her work on Seven Rings. As per The Atlantic, after the single was released last Friday, two rappers, Princess Nokia and Soldier Boy, posted videos accusing Grande of stealing their flows. Two Chains suggested the music video ripped off the pink trap house he set up as a promotional and public health effort in Atlanta, and other people noted similarities with his song Spend It.
0: Yeah, the article went on, whether Grande has a serious plagiarism scandal on her hands is unclear. Rap flows, particularly verbal rhythms and rhyme patterns, can be viral and collaborative things, bubbling up as one MC's innovation then quickly becomes ubiquitous. To my ear, Grande's delivery and lyrics do recall all the songs Seven Rings has been compared to, but not so precisely that you can bet on a slip lamb-dunk copyright infringement case against her. So we had that going on, Zara. And simultaneously, we had what I would say is the biggest scandal of them all – that Ariana was being accused of black fishing and cultural appropriation.
1: Yeah, and to be clear, this wasn't a new conversation in 2019. In fact, conversation about Ariana and black fishing had been doing the rounds for a couple of years at this point, but it had been a steady rumble more than a mainstream conversation. And I think at this point in the timeline, we're gonna take you back a little bit to kind of outline what the conversation had been Mm. and what it turned into in 2019.
0: Yeah, well, Ariana's tan and her black scent had been attracting commentary all the way back in 2016, actually. And that was when she was promoting her Dangerous Woman album. As per the tab, at the MTV Awards in 2016, Nick Minaj and Ariana Grande sang side to side. Ariana is literally a shade darker than Nicki. This is uncomfortable because artists like Ariana emulate actual black women for clout but will wash all the fake tan off for a cover in Vogue. She's picking and choosing random bits of other people's cultures for financial gain, which is the epitome of white privilege. Regardless of her intentions, she's profiting from this racial ambiguity she's created and yeah, this makes her a blackfish. Yeah, news piece on Bosset
1: published in 2018 also pointed out that Ariana's tan and black scent in a specific video for Billboard. They wrote, While skimming through old photos of herself, Ariana seems to be getting sassy and using African American vernacular English. Did she always speak like this?
0: Mm, so while the commentary certainly began on Twitter and while it had been simmering for a little while, it did explode when Princess Nokia called out Ariana for seven rings. Princess Nokia's tweets at the time were fascinating. They read like this. Does that sound familiar to you? Because that sounds really familiar to me. Ain't that the little song I made about brown women and their hair? Hmm, sounds about white. In a piece titled How
1: Ariana Grande Fell Off the Cultural Appropriation Tightrope, Writer Spencer Cornaber unpacked it in depth. In the story, he looked at Ariana's career as a whole and discussed how really Ariana had appeared to be adopting elements of other cultures and ethnicities for a really long time. As per the piece... Seven Rings is raising hackles because it regresses to a more cartoonish and imitative use of black music than she's done before. She's wearing the culture as a costume or even as a joke, not unlike white frat
0: guys putting on fake grills for a ratchet party. Mm, he went on, Indeed, depending on how Ariana handles this situation, she should be fine. She's not someone like Iggy Azalea who built a career on racial drag. But the fact remains that a sound and an attitude that black artists use to articulate specific things about about their lives in a racist society is being pushed further into the realm of catch-all cliché. The average non-black listener, after being exposed to Seven Rings, may be less able to discern the particular meanings and social circumstances of the original documents. In a very real way, Ariana Grande has taken other people's shine. Yeah,
1: now the only time we've heard Ariana's thoughts on this situation was a pretty awkward one and I wouldn't even say she addressed the situation as a whole without getting too sort of in the weeds on the Mm. details because there was a lot going on. Ariana misinterpreted a post that was calling her out as one that she thought was supporting her.
0: So awkward by the way.
1: Totally. When she shared the post, people on Instagram were essentially mocking her blunder. And in a comment, she touched on the controversy briefly, writing, I'm so sorry if my response was out of pocket or if it came across the wrong way. Thank you for opening the conversation and like to everyone for talking to me about it. It's never my intention to offend anyone.
0: We never heard from Ariana other than that on the black fishing controversy. But Zara, we have so much other stuff to talk about too we haven't even got into the fact that ariana got married and then got divorced and is now linked to a co-star all of that is coming up after
2: the break now you know I'm back. Back on the
0: queen. all right zara Back to our timeline. We have reached February 2019, and that is when Ariana, who is almost 26 years old at this point, was in talks to perform at the Grammys. That year, her album Sweetener was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album, and her single God Is A Woman was up for Best Pop Solo Performance.
1: Yeah, and just as a side note, Ariana was absolutely dominating on music streaming platforms at this time. Rolling Stone reported that eight out of the top 11 songs on Spotify's Global Channel, Were Ariana Grande songs, which is just the biggest musician in the world. Yeah. Unfortunately, things didn't work out though, and Ariana pulled out of attending the show altogether. Grammy's producer Ken Ulrich ended up telling the Associated Press that she pulled out because she felt, and they quote, it was too late for her to pull something together.
0: Yes, and Ariana didn't like this. She didn't like Ken speaking to AP. And so she decided to tweet, which seems to be Ariana's form of clapback whenever she's upset about something. So in response to Ken Ulrich from the Grammys, she tweeted, I've kept my mouth shut, but now you're lying about me. I can pull a performance together overnight and you know that, Ken. It was when my creativity and self-expression was stifled by you that I decided not to attend. I wonder what was going on for her here that she felt like she wanted to go bang at Ken... Elric for what it's worth he stepped
1: down after the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just actually Googling him just then (laughs) and I'm looking at a current article. Yes, the year after this happened, he ended up stepping down, so we didn't have a long career at the Grammys after that. Ken. Anyway, (laughs) as per Pitchfork, Variety reported producers refused to allow Grande to perform her new Thank You Next" single, Seven Rings, during the show. When producers allegedly offered a compromise, when she performed the song as part of a medley but insisted that they choose the second song, she reportedly backed out. Ariana now states that she offered three different songs and was shut down. It's about collaboration. It's about feeling supported. It's about art and honesty, not politics. Not doing favours or playing games. It's just a game, y'all, and I'm sorry that that's
0: not what music is to me. She tweeted that. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't the end of Ariana Grande's criticisms surrounding the 2019 Grammys. Mac Miller's album, Swimming, had been posthumously nominated for Best Rap Album at this year's Grammys. Now, that was his first and only Grammy nod. Only when the award eventually went to Cardi B's invasion of privacy, Ariana took to Twitter again to vocalise her disappointment. As the broadcast showed Cardi B taking to the stage and giving her speech, accepting her award, Ariana tweeted this Fuck, literal bullshit. And then when someone said, Don't take this away from Cardi, kind of thing, she responded, Nothing to do with her, good for her, I promise. I'm sorry.
1: Yes. She then responded to a fan that had pointed out that the Grammys had invited Mac Miller's parents to attend the ceremony, tweeting, This. This is what I meant. She then followed this thread up by saying he slept in the studio for two months, ostensibly, I guess, to demonstrate how hard he had worked on the record. I can imagine how devastated she would be knowing that his parents were asked to go to the Grammys. Like, why would they? I mean, I understand why you'd invite them to the Grammys, given he was nominated and had passed away but you would think you
0: would, yeah. you would think that he'd won it's hard i don't know because then they always do those kind of montages as well to yeah to pay respect to the industry giants who have passed away in the last 12 months so i guess from their perspective they might have just wanted to invite mac miller's parents there for that i mean i don't think awards should ever be given out purely because someone's not here like here anymore, circumstances yeah. like for circumstances sure. have changed i can get that she was upset I find it strange that she would take those feelings to a public platform, like send it to your group chat kind of thing. Don't take it away from Cardi B. It's also a kind of an interesting and
1: awkward conversation for her, given what we just spoke about earlier about the, you Mm. know, cultural plagiarism of Seven Rings. And that's the song she wanted to perform. And then you had Cardi B win the award. There was just like a lot of layers going on. But I also appreciate why when you're in the depths of grief like that logic and reason doesn't always feel like the most or seem like the most obvious path. For her part, Cardi B explained to her Twitter audience that she would be sharing her Grammy with Mac. She said, I read an article that said Mac Miller's family, if he didn't win, would want me to win. I'm sharing this Grammy with you, motherfucker. Rest in peace.
0: Yeah, fast forwarding now a few months. We're in July 2019 and that is when Ariana featured on the front cover of Vogue. Her accompanying interview to the cover was probably the most vulnerable and honest we had seen her in a very, very long time. And she really dove into the events between 2017 and current day. So let's go through the significant quotes that she gave to Vogue.
1: Yeah, so Ariana spoke about the Manchester attack and how she felt about the event with One Love Manchester. She said, it's not my trauma. It's those families, it's their losses. And so it's hard to just let it all out without thinking about them reading this and reopening the memory for them. I am proud that we were able to raise a lot of money with the intention of giving people a feeling of love or unity. But at the end of the day, it didn't bring anyone back. Everyone was like, wow, look at this amazing thing. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? We did the best we could, but on a totally real level, we did nothing. I'm sorry. I have a lot to say that could probably help people that I do want to share, but I have a lot that I still need to process myself and will probably never be ready to talk about. For a long time, I didn't want to talk to anyone about anything because I just didn't want to think about anything. I kind of just wanted to bury myself in work and not focus on the real stuff because I couldn't
0: believe it was real. Fascinating. She also spoke about the chaotic process behind making the single Thank You Next. Obviously, it came on the heels of Mac Miller's death. It also came immediately after her broken engagement to Pete Davidson. She said this. If I'm completely honest, I don't remember those months of my life because I was A, so drunk, and B, so sad. I don't really remember how it started or how it finished or how all of a sudden there were 10 songs on the board. I think that this is the first album and also the first year of my life where I'm realising that I can no longer put off spending time with myself just as me. I've been in a relationship my entire adult life. I've always had someone to say goodnight to. So, thank you next was this moment of self-realization. It was this scary moment of wow, you have to face all this stuff now. No more distractions, you have to heal all this shit.
1: Yeah, I these quotes are so thoughtful and self-reflective and
0: just also really ex- like she's exposing herself like to say I was drunk for a month, I don't even remember it. It's just a lot of candor. Yeah, from very
1: an vulnerable. She also spoke to why she took to Twitter to defend herself after her breakup with Mac Miller and sort of gave more insight into how their relationship functioned over the years. She said... People don't see any of the real stuff that happens, so they're loud about what they think happened. They didn't see the years of work and fighting and trying or the love and exhaustion. That tweet came from a place of complete defeat. And you have no idea how many times I warned him that that would happen and fought that fight for how many years of our friendship, of our relationship. You have no idea, so you're not allowed to pull that card because you don't fucking know. That's where that came from." The journalist actually wrote after that, "'Grande spent years consumed by worry about Miller. Friends with her during the Dangerous Woman tour recall a woman up at all hours desperately tracking his whereabouts to ensure he wasn't on a bender.'" It's pretty all-consuming, she says of her grief over Miller. By no means was what we had perfect, but like, fuck. He was the best person ever and he didn't deserve the demons he had. I was the glue for such a long time and I found myself becoming
0: less and less sticky.
1: The pieces just started to float away.
0: Oh, what a quote. She also opened up about her failed engagement to Pete Davidson by saying this, I met Pete and it was an amazing distraction. It was frivolous and fun and insane and highly unrealistic and I loved him and I didn't know him. I'm like an infant when it comes to real life and this old soul been around the block a million times artist. I still don't trust myself with the life stuff. Doesn't that so speak to the idea that you stop maturing at the age you that get you become famous. famous? Yeah. This is one of my favourite profiles of a celebrity ever. Yeah. Like She
1: really does bear all and say it all and it's just something to behold, truly. We're going to fast forward a little bit now to Feb 2020, when Ariana was nearly 27 years old. Because on February 11, 2020, TMZ ran exclusive paparazzi photos of Ariana kissing a mystery man
0: during a dinner date in LA, Mish. Yeah, here's what TMZ reported. Ariana Grande walks into a bar is how you'd start a good joke. But this time it's real and ends with our girl locking lips with a mystery man who might not even be all that famous. The singer was spotted out late Saturday night at a bar called Bar Louie in Northridge, California. We're told she rolled into the gastropub around 1am with a crew of friends in tow, including this gent you see right here next to her in the booth. They popped in, sat down for a bit, and besides the water we're told Ariana wanted, she was just all in on this guy's face. As for who this fella might be, it's unclear. We're told he wasn't instantly recognisable though, which means he's not on Ariana's level, fame-wise anyway. So this mystery man turned out
1: to be none other than Dalton Gomez, Ariana Grande's soon-to-be husband. Husband. So who was he? Well, at this point in his life, he was a 25-year-old luxury real estate agent and ostensibly quite private with no real celebrity status or public online media presence. However, people noted that while he wasn't a celebrity per se, he still ran in the same circles as celebrities. I mean, their justification for this was that he posted a photo on his since-deleted Instagram hanging out with Miley Cyrus (laughs) in 2017.
0: Yeah, so he was well-connected. Now, once COVID hit, it appeared that Ariana and Dalton quarantined together. As per People, an insider said that the two were currently quarantining together at the singer's home in Los Angeles. Ariana is staying at home with friends. She is very serious about self-distancing and has been with the same group of people for days, the source said. One of the people she is with right now is Dalton. They have been hanging out for a couple of months. Ariana doesn't want to do another public relationship, so she is keeping this one quiet but seems very happy with Dalton.
1: Dalton can actually be seen hugging and dancing with Ariana in the music video for her duet with Justin Bieber, Stuck With You, though his face or his head is mostly cropped (laughs) out of the video. In contrast to all her previous relationships, Ariana and Dalton kept their relationship extremely private, granted it was much easier to do in covid but it's so funny, we don't have much at all in the way of public outings, paparazzi, photos, quotes from either of them about their relationship. And
0: we went hunting. I mean, there's the odd Instagram post, but Ariana never actually spoke to the media about Dalton. I could Well, I couldn't find a single quote anyway. So I think that that source who said, well, she wants a really private relationship now... They were bang on the money. This was completely different to what she did with Pete Davidson. Yeah.
1: She did, however, share an important update with her fans on December 20, 2020, when she announced their engagement. She posted a photo of herself and Dalton with a photo of the ring, which was reportedly worth upwards of $350,000. She captioned the post forever and then some.
0: I mean, this was quite quick as well. They had only been connected in like earlier that year. So uh, from what we no, they weren't even together a year before they got engaged. In May 2021, they tied the knot in what was reportedly a tiny ceremony at their home in Montecito, California. Apparently, there were just 20 guests at the wedding and for it, Ariana wore a custom Vera Wang gown. She also shared a selection of photos from the day to her Instagram A couple of days later.
1: Yeah, one of these Instagram posts from Ariana became one of the most liked posts on the platform ever at the time, surpassing 25 million likes. The next most liked photo at the time that she overtook was Billie Eilish's iconic blonde hair reveal. Oh,
0: it's taking me back.
1: I know, isn't that a blast from the past? So she became the owner of the most liked photo on Instagram <laughs> for a time.
0: Now, let's fast forward to November that year because that's where things would come full circle for Ariana with a return to her acting roots, only this time with a bit of a musical twist. In November 2021, it was revealed that Ariana would play Glinda in the upcoming two-part movie adaptation of Wicked the Musical. The role is alongside Cynthia Erivo and a man called Ethan Slater. Now, a spoiler alert to absolutely nobody, Ethan will be mentioned quite a bit for the rest of this episode. Yeah, the casting was particularly special for Ariana who had long wanted
1: to play Glinda in the show. Way back in 2011, she tweeted, Love seeing Wicked again. Amazing production. Made me realise how badly I want to play Glinda at some point in my life. Hashtag dream role. Now, pre-production and filming for Wicked has pretty much taken up all of Ariana's time from November 2021 to today. I mean, November 2021 was only about six months after her and Dalton got married. Mm. Now, the reason that she's been filming this for so long is that in April 2022, it was announced that the project had to be split into two full length movies. So she'd signed on for one. Mm. They clearly got into filming over a year and realized, no, nah, this is two.
0: Well, apparently they were trying to cut out bits of the storyline and then realized it really didn't make sense with those bits cut. So they decided to do too. And I mean, it's also important to note Ariana's not shooting this in LA. She's not in Montecito shooting Wicked. She's shooting Wicked overseas. So I mean, she's looking at a prospect now of potentially spending twice the amount of time away from her husband back in LA. And we know that Dalton is a real estate agent, can't just up and leave and work wherever. His work is literally tied to the city that he's living in. Yes, exactly. Now, all this Wicked stuff, And
1: all the drama around it really kicked off in mid-July 2023 and I bet our listeners will not have forgotten. During a wicked filming break because of the writer's strikes, Ariana Grande attended Wimbledon and she was photographed there, Mish, without her wedding ring.
0: Yes, sure enough, the very next day, July 17, TMZ ran an exclusive story that claimed Ariana and Dalton had separated and were headed for divorce. The article reported that they had actually split all the way back in January and had kept it quiet. People magazine, however, claimed that Ari and Dalton have been quietly and lovingly working on their friendship and included no mention of a divorce in their article announcing the split. They said they were, like, separated but seemed to be on amazing terms. So yeah. So it was a bit more
1: ambiguous. That she would call him all the time. Yeah. But let me tell you, if I ever said that I was quietly and lovingly working on my friendship with my partner, (laughs) we're done. (laughs) Just three days after that split report went live on July 20, 2023, TMZ, released another exclusive report, and this one really set the internet on fire. Ariana Grande dating Wicked co-star, following Split from Hubby, and this particular Wicked
0: co-star was, of course, none other than Ethan Slater. Ethan Slater, the 31-year-old who, before this, was best known for portraying SpongeBob SquarePants on Broadway, for which he earned a Tony nomination. He's nowhere near as famous as Ariana. I'd never heard of him. I'd never seen the guy, but... Apparently, they crossed paths on the Wicked set back in 2022 and hit it off. In fact, in the Wicked story itself, Ethan's character has a big crush on Ariana's character. So it might have been that real life was mirroring art. Yeah. So back to the report from TMZ. As per
1: TMZ, sources with direct knowledge tell us Ariana and Ethan started dating several months ago during production of the flick. Now, after reiterating that Ariana and Dalton had reportedly or allegedly been separated since January that year, the article went on to explain Ethan's relationship status at the time. As for Ethan, he's been married to singer Lily Jay since 2018, and they welcomed a son last year.
0: Our sources say Ariana and Ethan did not start dating until after <laughs> he separated from Lily. Really trying to make the timeline clear. Another source apparently told Us Weekly at the time, Ariana and Ethan... Ethan are dating. However, things are fairly new. Ariana and Dalton split in Jan, and Ethan is separated from his wife. Ariana and Ethan have only recently begun seeing each other, but they have a lot of fun together and are enjoying each other's company. Now, this somewhat messy relationship reveal definitely set the rumor mill churning. I think a lot of people were kind of trying to figure out the month maths of this relationship. I think the fact that Ethan... When this was revealed, had a child who wasn't yet one, was a particularly sticky factor. People didn't really buy the quotes from the sources. Also because they started stalking him on
1: Instagram and found that in May 2023, so just like two months before this, he'd posted a photo of his son's shadow to Instagram in celebration of Lily's first Mother's Day. And on that post, he wrote on the caption, Happy first Mother's Day to the most loving, caring and wonderful mum slash person in the world from me and this little guy. According to a fan screenshot, Ariana had liked this post. Mm. So everyone was naturally thinking, well, this has all happened very fast. The next day on July 21, after this news was made public, sources claimed to the tabloid Page Six that Lily was completely blindsided by Ariana and Ethan's new relationship. It's horrible, the source said. They were high school sweethearts. They have a baby. She's a wreck.
0: Yeah, then on July 25, so fast forward four more days, several other inside sources came forward with more quotes about Ariana and Ethan's relationship. Here's what Us Weekly reported. They said, Ethan Slater informed his wife, Lily Jay, that he was done with their marriage shortly before his marriage with Ariana Grande went public, according to a source. Another source close to Grande denies it, but the insider exclusively tells Us Weekly, Ethan sat Lily down a few days before the news broke about him and Ariana and said that he wanted a divorce. Lily never saw it coming. wonder who that sourcing <laughs> is. <laughs>
1: what camp? I mean... Who would do it? (laughs) It went on. According to a third insider, however, Slater and Grande were separated when they started dating and the relationship is recent. It's understandable that it's difficult to see an ex move on, especially in such a public way, and they are trying to be as respectful as possible, the third source adds. Slater and Grande connected on the set of the upcoming Wicked movie and weren't shy in front of the cast and crew, per the source.
0: Yeah, the insider said Ariana and Ethan weren't careful. They'd hold hands on set in between takes. They were sloppy and not hiding it. I mean, that quote it's indicates all, it is an affair. That And also, it's, like, really contradictory because in
1: one hand, the source was saying... They were trying to be as respectful as possible. They'd just been separated from their partners. Mm. It was all in secret and then saying they were really sloppy and not hiding it. Well, what do you need to hide? To say they
0: weren't careful. (laughs) What would you need to be careful about if you're both single?
1: Yeah. Anyway. Very next (laughs) day on July 26, Ethan Slater officially filed for divorce from Lily. And almost immediately after the documents were filed, Lily J spoke to the media for the first time with this earth-shattering quote. Ariana's the story, really.
0: Not a girl's (laughs) girl. My family is just collateral damage. Oh, my God. (laughs) She told Page Six that her focus would be on raising her son and being a good mother. She said, the story is her and Dalton, as in the story should be about Ariana and Dalton Gomez. I don't really get it. How is that? I don't get it. How is that the story? Anyway, sources told Page Six that Lily J had been, and we quote, calling every news outlet to get this story out while acting differently toward her estranged husband behind the scenes. We said this on the... On Shameless at the time, and I'll say it again: if Lily J was calling every news outlet to get the story out, girl, go, girl. (laughs) I like I will fight for her right to do that until the day I die. I would probably be the same.
1: Yeah, look, it's not ideal, but also, who knows how I would react when this was so public? There was so much of it that was so public, and it did appear, according to the reports, to blindside her. And it was messy. It was certainly, certainly messy. And the most interesting part about this is this was July. We're recording this in September, mid-September. Ariana hasn't said much ever since and has had this amazing ability to fly under the radar.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just looking. The most recent headline about these two was an exclusive in the Daily Mail recently. Again, all unnamed sources. The Daily Mail says that Ariana and Ethan are living together in New York People stopped caring. In fact, I don't know if I
1: care about these two anymore and I cared so much about them as it was happening. I don't know how they've managed to evade having such a long-standing controversy, but they sort of
0: have. I think people just got tired of it. People just really stopped caring. Because there were so many articles at the time. But also, this has been the year of the celebrity divorce and I feel like Ariana was one of the first ones to kind of kick off celebrity divorce again, and now we've got so many celebrity breakups it's been the perfect year for her because she's just one of many so many celebrity marriages are falling apart
1: yes exactly and now we've just because there's been so many over the european american summer it's
0: just one of it's just one, one, one of many hundreds
1: <laughs> that brings us to the end of today's episode oh i should say the series. three-part series what a life what a life look i i I have a lot of respect for what Ariana Grande has gone through. I know that there's some stories that she has been linked to that aren't perfect, mm. but also she's been through quite a lot of trauma. And I don't think anyone can ignore that in the context of having a conversation about who, sh- who she is.
0: Yeah, she it's she's really complicated, I think is my main takeaway. She's really complicated. She's been through a lot. She's extremely talented. I think that quote that she gave to Vogue can really sum up this entire series, that she doesn't always handle life stuff immaculately and that is a, a point that she wants to work on within herself so it's hard for her that the world watches on as she tries to work it out
1: oh absolutely i can't imagine how difficult that would be to be living everything in real time but yeah wow a big thank you as always to our researcher eilish gilligan we are very very grateful for you Thank you as well for you listening, coming along the ride with us. We are on
0: Instagram at Podcast. We are on TikTok at shameless underscore podcast. This podcast was audio edited by Annabelle Lee. We are your hosts, Zara McDonald and Michelle Andrews. We'll be back in your ears on Thursday. Bye.
2: Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hi guys, Shameless Media's video producer Charlotte here. I'm abruptly popping up at the end of this episode to tell you about a new series I've been working on called The Tastemakers. It lives on the Shameless Book Club feed, and the series explores the inspiration and motivation of Australia's most trusted tastemakers. Hosted by the wonderful Gemma Diamond and spanning across six episodes, we'll hear about everything from beauty to lifestyle and food. One of my favourite episodes to film was with Maggie Zhao. She's such a bookworm and she offered up some really interesting in-depth insights that I really loved. It's so good to see Gemma and Maggie sit down and talk about books and they just had such a fantastic chemistry on the day that when we were shooting, I just knew that this was a good episode.
0: Oh, my God. So do you know how we talk about social media and it's like, yeah, like an overnight success, like this person, you know, overnight literally gained a million
2: followers, right? So think of
0: that and now think of the opposite of that. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: that is me. Tastemakers is made for anybody who is looking for a slice of inspiration from influential women who are ready to offer up their expertise. Search for The Shameless Book Club in your favourite podcast app now. Have a listen and make sure to click follow so you don't miss your next favourite episode.